For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to episode 162 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. My special guest today is a recent Jackson State football signee. He's a three-star wide receiver out of the state of Georgia. Can't wait to get him on the field. None other than Mr. Allah Brown. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you for having me. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to finally get you on the show. We should have had you on here months ago, but wanted to make sure we, we got you on the show because the fans definitely want, want to hear from you. We look at the film. We're amazed. So now we want to get to know the man himself. <laughs> so I want to start out by first giving you kudos for all your recent accomplishments. First graduating from high school and, of course, earning a college scholarship. That's huge. Both of those things are huge. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now we'll get to the football part, but I want to know, about the academics, because I, I know it's very important to you. That's something that's very important to you and your family. You've always had excellent grades. So is that something that your parents instilled or stressed at an early age, or how did you get that mindset? How did it come about to prioritize your studies? Um, Yes, it was – well, my dad, he's like a genius. Like, <laughs> he's, he's off the chart. He's always been off the chart smart. And mm-hmm. ever since I was – he was, like, starting school, he just made sure that I knew that school was the most important thing. It would take me far – he drilled that in me like every day. Even when I my first day of school, he drilled that in me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, what's that GPA? Uh, right now, three eight. Three point eight. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Have you decided on what you're going to major in in Jackson State? Uh, yes, I'm majoring in biology. Oh man, see, I, I I tried to stay away from biology. I studied mass communication. I wanted to pick something where I didn't have to touch any kind of biology or any kind of calculus. So you're going to tackle it head on. What, what are those goals to do with that after you finish playing football? Uh, well, after I finish playing football, I plan to go to med school. Wow. Come That's awesome. So do you have doctors in your family or is that something that you just kind of hold near and dear to your heart to want to go that route? Yeah, that's what I hold in my heart. I'll be the first one in my family to be a doctor. Wow. Great stuff, great stuff. And, you know, Coach Prime always talks about having players who are smart, fast, tough, and disciplined. And it's always a plus when that smart part starts in the classroom and then carries over to the football field. Uh, but talk about some of those other qualities that you have on the football field 
how would you describe yourself as a wide receiver? Well, one thing I know is that I'm fast and I'm able to create a lot of separation on like in breaking cuts, out breaking cuts. And after I get the ball in my hand, I can just run past defense. I'm I'm sitting here imagining everything you're saying right now. I'm seeing it because I've watched your film over and over. The first time I couldn't believe it, I had to watch it over. I said, wait a minute, we're getting this guy? <laughs> I mean, watching that field, I, you know, some plays I see you stretching the field. Then I see you going over the middle making grabs. And then I see you going up top. So you were very versatile and quite yeah. the athlete. So did you play any other sports other than football in high school or, or prior to high school? Um, I wrestled. I won region in wrestling. Wow. So I was good at that. Okay. I, I always wrestled up, though, because, you know, I had to keep gaining weight. So mm-hmm. I was wrestling 10 pounds over my size. Hmm. What's that weight? My weight? Mm-hmm. Right now, um, I'm, I'm right now I'm 187. Okay, 187. Man, that's awesome, man. Wrestling, we have a couple of other players on the team who wrestled as well, so I think that's going to bode well. I, I love the athletes who, uh, you know, play multiple sports growing up. That's huge to me. I think that's something that definitely helps you at the, on the, at the next level, so – Kudos for that, man. Any other athletes in your family? Um, well, my whole family athletes. My uncle, he's actually he went to um Howard University, he played football there. Okay. Named Tavis Brown. He had uh he had number six there. He goes Miami Central, down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um my dad played football. He was good. He had scholarships from Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State. Wow. He ended up he ended up he ended up going to Miami. He stopped at me because he had me. Okay. Yeah. Wow, man. So your, your dad, not only did he excel in the classroom, but he excelled athletically. So you had no no other choice, right? You had yeah. some <laughs> no smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Big shoes to fill, man. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. And, and my, you, my uncle's my uncle's my uncle swear he was an athlete, but he ain't played no football. <laughs> <laughs> we call him we call we call him a hood legend because uh-huh. he played in the hood. You, you got to prove it. We got to prove it on at least some YouTube videos or something. No clips on YouTube. You got no clips, no newspaper articles. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, with this internet nowadays, they say if you can't find it on the internet, it must not be true. So I don't know about old Uncle. We got to see. We got to ask around on that one. Yeah. It must be a little <laughs> true to it, too. He'd be giving me some tips every now okay. and then. Okay. Take me. All right. I heard that. I heard that. All right, but man, you played all over the field. You know, obviously on offense, you excelled as a wide receiver, but I saw you returning some kicks on special team, and then I saw you playing on defense. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because, okay, you signed as a wide receiver. We, we know this, yes. but l- looking at these numbers, I saw your junior year on defense, you had 87 tackles and four interceptions from the defensive back position. Is that true or false? That's true. <laughs> So you got to talk to me. What, what happened there? Because, I mean, you're a great wide receiver. Don't, don't get me wrong. I won't take anything away from you. But did you get any looks at DB? Um, I actually um, Bro, right before I signed, well, before I got out from Jackson State, I got out from East Carolina to come play safety. Mm-hmm. To sign with, to play safety. But I don't know. I just ain't play in a minute. So I was just like, I'm just going to go the route that I've been balling in in high school. Because mm-hmm. all through like little league, middle school, I've always been a defensive player. Played wow. linebacker, corner, safety. I've been played D line, so I was always defensive minded. And mm-hmm. then I got to high school, and like not here, we played ninth grade football. Ninth graders, mm-hmm. it's a ninth grade football team playing the other ninth grade football team. Mm-hmm. But I moved up the varsity, and 
we had a lot of DBs. I was playing, I moved up to varsity play safety, and we had a lot of DBs. And my coach then he asked me he was like, "Do you want to get on the field this year?" And I was like, "Yes, sir." And he told me that he's gonna need me to start running some officer reps to see how I do. Then two mm-hmm. weeks later, I'm starting at receiver. Wow. Just a testament to your athleticism and to be able to flip the switch like that. And it's funny because, you know, I talked to a lot of the guys on the team and a lot of them have been on Tiger Talk and a lot of the defensive backs played receiver. And, and now I'm hearing a lot of the receivers play DB. So that'll be interesting just in camp how you guys are going at it and possibly doing some things on both sides of the ball. I don't know. I don't want to obviously put any words in the coach Brian's mouth, but if, if anybody can talk about playing both ways, that's Deion Sanders. So if you ever yeah. get that itch, to try to switch back over, you, you you're gonna definitely be with the man who can who can give you the coach and know how to do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so looking at these numbers on defense after your junior year, what happened to cause you to only play one way as a wide receiver your senior? Because if I'm the coach, I'm letting you play DB your senior year as well. So what happened? Was that your decision or best for um, the team or to keep you fresh or what? I think it was the it was like really for the team to keep me fresh because our senior year like we had a stacked team. You know, at Varasa, we had a lot mm-hmm. of four stars, three stars, five stars all, all over the field. So everyone was just limited to their position. Cool. Position. Hmm. Valdosta, little known, it's a football factory, just that, that area, that city. Talk about the football in the city of Valdosta. Oh, the football here is, man, it's crazy. The community around football here is crazy. Like, are you going to, you go, I go out somewhere, I can't, I cannot go somewhere without someone knowing me or like a little kid want to take a picture with me or wow. something. And the football games is like almost filled every game. And we have the, um, no, the Winsville classic against Lions. And that whole week is just like festivities. We have parades before the game. We have a lot of stuff going on. Wow. So everyone, so- everyone love the Wildcats here. So you're used to that celebrity status, huh? Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I'm used to playing in front of 15,000. Okay. And then I say used to it because it's going to be like that and then some at Jackson State. Yes, sir. We love our student athletes. I don't know how familiar you are with this fan base, but you'll you'll find out very soon. I'm pretty sure you started to find out after you got the uh, – Yeah, after after I got the offer, I went looked up (laughs) everything JSU. I looked Uh up all the other sports, everything. Okay. So you've been keeping up. And I'm sure you just noticed the the attention or the support, I would say, that you got on – I'm assuming this. I don't know. You you got a lot of support from the Jack State fans on social media after the announcement. Yes, sir. I have. I have. Absolutely. A lot hit my inbox and my DM telling me mm-hmm. congratulations, um, asking that I need help with anything. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you. It's a family, man. Yes, it's sir. Family. So you're part of that family. That's one thing about going to an HBCU. It's not just four years. You'll find yourself, you know, twenty, thirty years from now, going back to homecoming and just following the school and. Just keeping up with all things Jackson State. So one big family, and you're just the next member of the family. So, again, congratulations on that, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about that decision. You know, you had over 15 offers. Well, many of them were Power 5 conference schools, the likes of Oregon, West Virginia, Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, Maryland, just to name a few. I can go on and on. But you chose the HBCU, Jackson State. You chose the I love. So what all went into that decision? Um. Really, what really took the decision was really who doesn't want to play. He's the greatest football player ever, mm-hmm. and you know his his vision with the HBCUs and getting back supporting HBCUs. Right thing that we need to, be, especially yeah. in these times. 
and now when you tweeted along those lines, you, you tweeted something with that announcement. You said beyond blessed to be a part of history. And that's all I have to say. Hashtag go Tigers. Now, I know back then you said that's all that you had to say, but give us a little bit more here on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. You know, we don't have a character limit like Twitter. So tell us tell us what that means to be a part of history. I know you just touched on it, but go in a little bit more detail for me. What does that um, mean to you specifically? Let me think a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to a commercial break and we'll be back with Ala Brown. He'll tell us what it means to be a part of history at the I Love Jackson State. Power a house full of devices with the fastest Wi-Fi only from Xfinity. Learn about gig Wi-Fi or get started with Xfinity Internet for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, ask about speed two times faster than AT&T. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay and 622-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter 50 megabits per second internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Gig speed Wi-Fi. Gigabit internet and compatible X5 gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. All right, we're here with Mr. Ala Brown. He's going to let us know what it means to be a part of history. Well, everyone wants to be a part of history. So for me to get that chance to become a part of history and to be able to change, like, culture or change the culture back to the HBCUs, getting the kids like me and the kids like other people like me, you know what I'm saying, the black kids. And I think... What Dion is trying to do is great. You know, he's a great person. He's a great football player. He's no, he knows what he's doing. He knows the recipe to everything. And I know that we're going to make history here. And mm-hmm. to be written in the history books, it just means the most, really. I'm going to be remembered forever just because I signed with Jackson State and Dion Sanders. Wow, that's huge, man. And I've been I've been telling people that it's almost like you've been reading my tweets because I, I tell people that all the time, man, when we look back on this thing, five, 10, however many years from now, 50 years from now, especially if this and I don't want to call it a trend. But if we if our athletes start going to HBCUs again, like like we used to do back in the day and it becomes I'll say the norm, not a trend, but it becomes the norm again. We, we can always we'll always be able to backtrack or trace it back to this specific moment in time. You're part of that. Uh, really the inaugural full class of 2021. I know we had a de- December class, but you'll be part of that first wave of athletes who were, you know, a part I'll of be a, of trailblazer. I'll be a trailblazer. Absolutely. Your name will be in the, literally be in the history books as one of the first to sign uh, with the Jackson State with an HBCU in, in these modern times. So it's kudos to you for, for seeing that and understanding the significance of that. Yes, sir. And you talked about an, an uncle going to Howard. So you were a bit a little bit familiar with HBCUs growing up. In addition to Howard, just talk about your familiarity with HBCUs, with the Jackson State or even some of the, the uh, schools that were closer to you uh, growing up. What, what was that like? Did you, did you did you know much about them before signing with Jackson State and starting to do that research? Uh, I'm not even going to lie. Like, going to an HBCU was like never – like that was a never a thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. So – I always looked at teams like Oregon. Like Oregon's been my dream since mm-hmm. I started watching football. I was mm-hmm. at teams like Oregon, University of Miami, Florida State. Like them teams was the that I watched. I don't. Mm-hmm. The first time I went to HBCU games with my uncle actually went to Howard. Okay. I went to one of his games. I went to a couple of his games. And they played Bethune Cookman. It was that game was lit. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and even after then, I still didn't really give it. Really didn't hit me up. Like that's the mm-hmm. only HBCU that ever hit me up, and I don't know why. I don't know why, but I never thought about it. And now that I'm realizing why I never thought about it, it's like how 
how do I not want to be somewhere with my people and bettering my people? You know? Exactly. So That's really, interesting. really, Deion Sanders was an eye opener for me to see, mm-hmm. like, so for me to change my thinking and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's huge. And, and I, I hear something similar from a lot of the top five athletes that we're going after or signing, especially the ones who come on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Just it never being a thought or consideration, A, because the, the HBCUs don't recruit them. So a lot of them, like yourself, just weren't that familiar with it. It's funny. You can go to a, a Howard Bethune-Cookman and you can see how lit it is and, and see the atmosphere. But then when it comes down to picking the college, it doesn't even cross your mind. So, yeah. again, I think putting that offer out there is very important. So now that we're starting to see guys like yourself, guys like a, a Trevante Rucker and, you know, the list goes on and on, sign with an HBCU. I think that'll open the eyes of some of your peers, I would say, in, in, in current classes and future classes. I know you all have a connection meeting up at camps and things like that. So and that when they see you go there and be successful and you can, you know, be in their ear, what do you think that recruiting pitch would be like from you coming to the that 2022 guy that you're close with, that four-star? What would you say if they're not considering an HBCU? How would you – go about talking to them about the importance of coming to an HBCU? Um, actually, I, I had a talk with um with one of my t- um LSU, you know, Jadarian mm-hmm. Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a four-star cornerback. I talked, like, after I signed with Jackson State, I, I gave him a talk. I was like, hey, man, if Jackson State ever hits you up, you got to come. You mm-hmm. got to come be part of history. Mm-hmm. I know, like, competition this year, we're not playing. Like, we're playing – there's some good competition, but we're playing HBCU schools. We're not mm-hmm. playing the schools that everyone wants to play and the games that everyone wants to see. But eventually, mm-hmm. we'll get up to that point. Absolutely. And that's what being a trailblazer is all about, being a pioneer. You know, you're talking about not playing the quote-unquote games that everyone wants to see if you're talking about nationwide. But but sometimes you have to uh, be a person who – and I don't want to say sacrifices because at the end of the day, you still have an opportunity to – you're still going to have an opportunity to take your game to the next level. So it's not a sacrifice for you personally. Uh, but you're the person who's going to lay that foundation and start to get that attention, start to get the attention of the ESPNs and the other athletes, which will draw, you know, potentially future bigger opponents and things of that nature. So, again, that's what all the trailblazers do. That's what all the, the pioneers do. So, you know, stay in their ear, man. Keep letting them know about about Jackson State. And, and I think it's important for you guys to go in there and do your thing so that they can see that it can be done as well. So I know you're all about making it happen and, and, and going getting to the next level from Jackson State, right? Yes, sir. I know it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen for sure. Mm-hmm. You can get you can get to the league or wherever you want to go from any college. That- mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Jackson State. We've had a hundred or so NFL draft picks throughout our history. We've had a lot of examples. We've had um, T.O. Yeah, all over, all over. Not I mean, not just Jackson State, but particularly with yeah. us, we've had eleven players selected in one draft. We've had multiple first rounders uh, in the NFL draft and in, in a single NFL draft. We have four Pro Football Hall of Famers and. There's a lot of power five conference schools who can't say that. Now, a lot of those guys, that was before our top players started going to SEC programs. They, you know, they, they were at one point, they were choosing HBCUs and then they stopped. Uh, so the reason why we haven't had that level of success getting players to the league is because the top players like yourself stopped going to HBCUs. But with yes. this new wave, uh, obviously, that's going to, you know, we're going to start that trend up again. So, again, man, I, I can't say it enough. I've probably said it three or four times, but kudos to you for just seeing that vision, man. Great job. All right, so what was that feedback like? I mean, I, I know you saw the vision. You, you see the vision of going to an HBCU, but I know everyone around you probably didn't. They probably didn't understand it because it's easy to get caught up in the organs, the, the jerseys that they wear and then playing on ESPN and, and, and the, you know, the Nick Saban type uh, figures knocking on your door. 
Uh, so when you decided to turn all the, you know, those the, those schools down, Ole Miss, Georgia Tech, right there in your backyard, what was that reaction like from the people around you? Were they shocked, supportive, skeptical, or was it a little bit of, of, of all that, a little mixture of it? Well, especially in my family, you know, they're going to support every decision I'm Mm-hmm. It was like solely on me. Like every time I ask my dad for an opinion, he's like, "Man, that's you. I'm gonna support you anywhere you go, but you got to do your research. You got to know what you like." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Great, man. So that support system, man, it's great uh, for yeah. you. I, I can just tell you that you have that proper support system. You speak of your father a lot, so for him to just say, you know, to trust you to make the best decision for yourself, that says a lot. So definitely coming from a, a great family, man. Yes, awesome sir. Stuff. And you know we've talked about Coach Prime a lot. You'll have the unique opportunity to play to play for one of the game the game's all time greats, of course. Uh, you know Deion Sanders, who we call Coach Prime. Now you grew up in a place that's only an hour and a half from where he played college ball in Tallahassee. And I'm talking about Valdosta. Now I know you're originally from Miami. We'll get to that in a second. But you grew up in Valdosta, not far from Tallahassee. And then you're on, you're only about three hours away from Atlanta, where you got started in the league. So I'm sure you heard a lot of the Florida State stories or the Atlanta Falcon stories, or, or I'm sure there were a lot of fans of both of those teams in your hometown. So did you hear a lot of stories about him growing up or how much did you know about him? Uh, I knew everything about Dion already. So it wasn't really <laughs> nothing anyone can tell me. I actually went to, um, actually went to one of his camps. Freshman. He had a, wow. camp, up in, he had a camp up in Atlanta, up in Atlanta. Okay. And I went up there, you know, it was just like, we ran a couple routes and the thing that I still remember to this day is what he like. He, you know, he's brutally honest. He's honest. Oh, every yeah. day. <laughs> he, us, he said, none of you guys, none of you guys are going to be able to play for me. He was just wow. straight up with us. Wow. And I was like, dang. I know some kids probably took it like, man, dang, I'm trash. I took it proof him wrong. Mm. exactly what i did right that's crazy preach preach so did he say why was it that's more motivation or was it you guys just weren't competing getting it done like like he expected or he just i, I think you weren't that part i think it was the competing part you know a lot mm-hmm. of drop balls a lot of lousy routes i mean we were we were freshmen so it was like all freshmen i was there freshmen and sophomores wow so have you brought that up yet i know you will at some point but have you yeah, brought I- it up I also asked him a question. I was the only one to raise my hand. I asked him what he ran in the forty. He uh-huh. said, "Folks, he said uh, I ran a four-two for breakfast." <laughs> yeah, that's him all day. You said you have brought it up, or you haven't yet? I haven't yet. I'm gonna bring it up okay. for sure, though. That's probably the I, first thing I'm gonna bring up when I definitely when I see him. That's good stuff. So three years ago, when he told you that, and I told you, you know what, you're actually not only going to end up playing for him, but it'll be college football he'll be your college football head coach which means you have to prove him wrong just being good enough to, to play for him and then be him becoming a college football coach would you have believed me if i had told you that both those things would happen um eventually i knew he'll become a, wait actually no i didn't know he'll become a football um college coach i thought he was really gonna stay in high school mm-hmm. at the school that he was at so mm-hmm. i didn't expect him to be coaching anywhere in college mm-hmm. So when you found out he got the job and when Jack State reached out to you, I know you talked about the importance of, you know, being a part of the, you know, that change and going to an HBCU, but how much did that factor into your decision just in terms of co- playing specifically for Coach Prime, aside from the HBCU part? Man, oh, well, when he called me, I'm not even going to lie. 
I was <laughs> like, I was like starstruck. I was like, I called my dad. I was like, oh, I'm on the phone with Dion. I put it on mute. I like I'm on the phone with um Dion right now. Uh-huh. I was excited. I really, I was stuttering a lot. I didn't really know. What to say. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. So, so that was that's a big part of it. Wanted to play for him. Yes, really. I'm like right. Dion call you. He give you a call, a personal call. So mm-hmm. why say no? Why say no to the greatest coach? I mean, the greatest football player mm-hmm. of all time. I, I can imagine, man. I, I'll be honest, you know, and you're, you know, what, seven, how old are you, 17, 18? I'm 19. Okay, so 19-year-old, I can imagine, you know, how you felt talking to Dion because I'm a grown man, and, you know, when I've spoken to him and interviewed him on the show, <laughs> I felt the same way. So I can imagine how you feel as a kid, man. Definitely one of my favorite all-time players. Probably my all-time favorite football pound for, football player, pound for pound, just being a, a personally a 49ers fan. He played for us and got us a Super Bowl. I say us like, like I'm on the team, but you know how we are as fans. Definitely. Yeah. I, was, I went I went to school the next day. I was like, man, Dion called me last night. They're like, you lying. <laughs> I showed them the Texas area code. Uh-huh. And <laughs> awesome stuff. And also your uh, wide receiver coach, Jason Phillips, he played in the NFL with the Falcons too, ironically. Now, what were your impressions of the, the overall coaching staff doing your recruitment? Yeah, the overall coaching staff is, is great. Like, he made some great selections. And Coach Phillips, he's a great guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to help. Even, you know, I've been – one time I was slacking on the playbook and, you know, he just had to talk with me saying I need to be on it. And he just hmm. went over it with me and everything. So wow. that's a, yeah, I know he's a, he's a good person. Man, that's some great insight that fans love hearing stuff like that, man. And, and we hear those stories over and over again, just the, you know, how supportive the coaching staff is, how great they are, how much of a family it is. And you haven't even, even been on campus yet. And he's already, you know, you've already developed their relationship. You're already working on the playbook and things like that. So I just imagine how it's going to be when you're actually there daily, getting that tutelage from him. So I'm excited for you, man. And I know you're looking forward to a big summer in Jackson. So what parts of your game are you looking to improve the most? Um, What would I say? I would probably say, you know, a lot of a lot of receivers won't want to admit this, but I know my hands are sometimes iffy. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm just going to work on just catching the ball, seeing it through, catching before I run and everything. But I can catch, but sometimes. Oh, we know, we know you can catch now. <laughs> we, that's one thing we do, though. Now, I will say this. The highlights, they only show the catches. So we didn't yes. see the drops. But <laughs> we know you can catch the ball. Man, I want to commend you for, for not only saying that, but for, first of all, acknowledging that. You know how hard it is to look in the mirror and critique yourself as an adult, a child, or whatever man that's you for you to say that and then admit that on tiger talk with the 1400 club so great job the fact that you have uh, again acknowledged it and you're looking to work on it i have no doubt that you will improve upon that and that'll when you are up for your nfl draft and they put those strengths and weaknesses on the screen i know they won't say catching the ball or drop passes is going to be a weakness because you're acknowledging it right now in 2021 at age 19 yes sir <laughs> and what do you think a uh, college strength and conditioning program will do for you um, I know it's gonna it's gonna do a lot for me. You know, I have I had some injuries in the past, and mm-hmm. I'm still getting them tweaked out and everything, getting stronger. Especially with my um, I had a knee injury. I had a bad knee injury. Like my mm-hmm. knee injury was bad, and when it happened, I was told that I wasn't gonna be playing football again. Wow. Yeah, there was like this is an they're like it's an old person's injury because mm-hmm. I literally split my kneecap. Mm. 
So they were like, it's an old person's injury. I don't think you're going to be able to play football anymore. I mean, that went in one ear right out the other eye. I ain't think about it since, really. And when was this? Sixth grade. Okay. Wow. It actually happened. It happened in fourth grade and it healed, but I guess it didn't heal right. It didn't happen mm-hmm. again in sixth grade and it got worse. Hmm. So no lingering effects because when I watch it, I don't, I definitely don't see any signs of that. No, nah, not really. All right. Good stuff. Now, obviously, we have a big fall season coming up, but uh, we just finished up a spring football season and we had several games on ESPN. Did you get a chance to check out those Tigers in the spring? Oh, yeah, I, I checked them out. I watched by every game. Okay. What were your impressions? And and keep in mind, this is a team that was literally just put together in terms of the coaching staff coming together six weeks before the season kicked off and the players getting to campus about six weeks and learning the playbook. You know, you talk about how Coach Phillips is working with you over the play on the playbook. So imagine getting there and having to play a football game six weeks later. <laughs> so how do you think the team did, just all things considered? Man, I think the team is great. I think – I mean, I seen the playbook that they went off over the spring, and it wasn't many plays. So, the talent that's that says a lot for the talent that's already there. How they was able to compete and win big games, and you know they lost some games too, but they played hard in every game and they showed their talent. Absolutely. You no, know, someone I didn't play, um, Keith Corbin. Mm-hmm. I Keith watched his highlight. He's good. Houston. Yeah, he's from Houston. He's he real good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that wide receiver. Our room is going to be loaded, man. So you're going to get, you're going to have some great upperclassmen to learn from. And I know that's just going to help you. And, you know, the competition and the defensive backs as well, just going up against them in practice. You know, yeah. I tell people all the time, man, the practices, I wish that those things could be filmed and we could watch those because sometimes they may be as competitive or more competitive than the game. So that's going to be a lot of fun for you. And I definitely, that's going to expedite your learning curve going up against those guys. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a competitive practice player so, also. Yeah, that's what Coach talks about that all the time, Coach Prime. He talks about he's not going to put out an offer just based on game film. He wants to know what you, how you what you do in practice, how you work in practice. He want to talk. He wants to talk to your coach about you in practice. So that's huge, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's a big reason why they made that offer because they don't just look at the stars, three stars, four stars. That's great, but it's a lot more that goes into it. So I know you get it done in practice as well. I feel like I feel like Prime. He made Coach Prime like he made specific selections. Mm-hmm. By his list of athletes that he wanted to bring in, especially mm-hmm. to make history, like mm-hmm. he went through a whole checklist. Mm-hmm. Gotta have this, gotta have that, gotta have this, gotta have that. Wow. So I know really? I know this isn't just luck, this is something he's um something he's looking for. And that's true. I mean, you you're you're speaking it because there's a lot of players who want to be at Jack State right now. A lot of people players who wanna transfer to Jackson State. A lot of players, high school kids who want to sign with Jackson State. And I can say this just as the host of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club because they reach out to me <laughs> as if I can get them to the hook up. I get inboxes and messages every day, all day of players. Here's my huddle. Here's my information. You know, I, I can't help you. I mean, I can give you an email address to send the information to, but I, I just have a, <laughs> an idea of the players who want to be there <clears throat> and some of the players who, you know, for whatever reason, don't make the cut. So, you know, to, to me, this is like, you know, this is great for you in the future, because when you, you know, when you try to get that job and you're applying for that that top company, you know, you have to go through an interview process. And you have to make the cut. And a lot of people don't make it because there's only so many positions available. Uh, so this is a good kind of, I guess, practice for you because you'll have to go through that same thing in, in real life. But you made the cut. You you checked off all the boxes that he's looking for. Good stuff. Yes, 
So you mentioned Keith Corbin, and we've talked about some of the other players on the team, but have you actually had a chance to connect with any of your future teammates, even if it's just on social media so far? Uh, yes, well, you know, the signing class 2021, I think like, we created a You know, we text now all the time. We get on FaceTime. So I think wow. we got a good relationship already before we even touch, like before we even meet each other in person. Mm-hmm. So I think we know, like we know the goal. We know what has to happen we know what we got to do and we all on the same page that's awesome so that chemistry is there before you've even met <laughs> yeah. that's awesome you yeah, know that's amazing um, you know baron baron you got baron was on the show before right baron Hobson. absolutely he's not too far from you no nah, he's not too far we play each other oh okay y'all played each other this season yeah we played each other every season oh okay i didn't know that okay us versus them, now, now that i'm thinking about us, it but also versus lee county every year is always the region championship okay so you're lined up at wide receiver. He's in that linebacker position. Were there any plays where you guys end up matching up against one another in a, in the game so far? Um, I would say this year he he kind of hit me hard, but like he wasn't really <laughs> the hit. It was him falling on top of me. He's a big. Uh-huh. I read the screen, you know, uh-huh. it wasn't blocked right, and I was I shook the corner. I was trying to get out, and he just hit me from the side and like uh-huh. fell on top of me. I'm okay, like, that's, a, that's a big dude. <laughs> when he hit you, did he know that y'all were going to be teammates at the time? No. Okay. It probably wouldn't have been so hard if he knew that. He probably would just get a little shove just to get you down if he know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good stuff, man. But, yeah, you guys have an advantage, man, just with the technology nowadays. Like I said, you've already formed that bond. And when you meet for the first time, it'll be like you've already known each other. It won't be that awkwardness of, of getting to know someone, even though you haven't met. It's like you've been talking. And- that'll be important. And what about What's Mr. Up? Shadur Sanders, the – uh, quarterback, Q- QB1, as we like to call him for the fall, uh, one of the best in the nation. He could have gone anywhere like yourself. Uh, he'll be You'll be catching passes from him the next three to five years. So what do you think that's going to be like? Uh, I think that's going to be good. He's he's great. Man. He's a great quarterback already. He's His arm strength, his playmaker ability, I know we're going to make some big plays together. He's going to hit me deep on a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. I already know. Absolutely. So we, we talked about you growing up in Valdosta, but I hinted at you being from Miami. We have a big game coming up in Miami. I don't know if you knew this or not. Did I did. Play my, whole, <laughs> I, my whole family going to be there. <laughs> I, be I knew you knew that. I was just messing with you. So, so speak on it. Do you, do you still have family in Miami? And if so, I know they yes. hit you up and they can't wait. Yes, I have. Every last one of them. Man. What do you so think the atmosphere they is knew, be like? The crazy thing is they knew about it before me. It was like okay. I woke up. Okay. I woke up and I got a whole bunch of text messages and a whole bunch of like mentions, tags, and everything. Mm-hmm. You talked about that Howard versus Bethune Cookman uh, atmosphere back in the day. I wasn't there, but I can uh, I can assure you that whatever that atmosphere was like, it's it was nothing like what's going to take place in Miami, Jack State versus FAMU this September. So it's going to be something like never before for, for HBCUs. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the game, definitely game of the year. Maybe the game of the decade. Oh, yeah. Place to be. Looking forward to it. All right. Good stuff, man. So uh, last but not least, before we get you out of here, message for the fans. Is there anything that you want to tell the Jackson State University fans right here on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club? I want to let the fans know that I'm excited to become a Tiger. I'm going to be working hard these next four years. And we're going to bring in some SWAC championships. Whatever championships we get to, we're going to bring it in. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. So SWAC championship first, and then we go to the Celebration Bowl, which is in Atlanta. So uh, that's for the HBCU National Championship. And I know you have a lot of fans there. So we look forward to you getting four of those, you know, three if you come out early, but 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 four overall. Yes, sir. <laughs> Not to put too much pressure on you, but I know you guys are up for the challenge. And also, how can the fans find you on social media? I know most of them have already reached out to you, but for those who are a little bit behind, how can they hit you up or how can they follow you? Uh, you could, I'm on Facebook. My name is Ala Brown, A-A-L-A-H. I'm on Instagram, goaded.4, and I'm on Twitter, Ala. All right. Sounds good. And the last thing, your name, Ala, very unique name. I love it. So can you just give us the backstory on that? Have your parents told you? Why they chose that name? Um, my dad told me that it means most love, mm-hmm. most awesome. love by most love from the higher power. Awesome. I think it brings in a lot of luck, really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you factor in that luck plus that hard work, you have no choice but to be successful. And yes, it, sir. it's all showing. It's all speaking for itself. So great job on everything. But you're just getting started. You have a lot more to show, a lot more uh, amazing things to accomplish on and off the football field. So uh, you have a big fan here. You have a lot of listeners, a lot of followers with Jackson State. We we take 30-plus thousand to all the home games. So, uh, again, you have, a, you have a super extended family. Wherever you go from now on, whether it's Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, California, you will see a Jackson State Tiger. Just wear your gear, and I guarantee you at some point you will be stopped and say, oh, you went to Jackson State, so did I. Yes, sir. All right. So thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, anytime you want to reach back out, man, just let me know. Hey, I want to come back on the show. Give us any updates on how it's going at school with the team. Uh, we definitely would love to hear from you going forward. But uh, definitely all the best, man. We wish you okay. the best this summer, hey. this fall, and going forward. And that'll do it for episode 162 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.